Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, White Sox fans, it is Brett Ballantini here hosting yet another Southside Tech. This is a mothership podcast. This is the big one. We're at episode number 45, and we got a treat. We've been trotting out a few new staff members with Southside Sox podcast, and we got another one. Dick Rilio, he is Saves Tuesday on Twitter. You've probably seen him rallying around all of our Southside Sox people, liking articles and so forth. Hasn't really jumped in the writing quite yet. Jumped in a little of the comments, but uh, he's a Southside Sox member now. Dick, welcome and thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for extending the invitation <laughs> towards you know my my direction to team up with you guys in any which way I can. I mean. I I think my the extent of my writing is a live journal post from 2004 and 2005 and beyond, but that's about it. But uh, and my little tweets that might include wrestling and White Sox <laughs> like mashup uh, horrible photoshops. But other than that, I'm excited. <laughs> well, so now you know being able to go back to 2000, the the dawn of the Aussie era, 2004, 2005. Those are pretty good White Sox years, and there haven't been a lot of them, uh, Dick. So maybe let's talk about you just getting into doing that. Was that just a thing you sort of wanted to start writing about baseball, and that's exactly how it came about? So I graduated in 2004. And about senior year, uh, I think the big social media platform back then was LiveJournal. So we're gonna, I'm gonna date myself <laughs> with uh, with all the youngins and their TikTok right now. So, so yeah, back then just LiveJournal blogging. I mean, it was the it was before face it was before Twitter, before mm-hmm. Facebook, before MySpace. There was LiveJournal, and 
on there, I met up with a couple people, and one of them is part of the family. I met Janice back in the day of 2004. Uh, I met her at a Sox game where she worked in the right. in uh, one of the shops, and then just joined along with her and a couple of other friends on there, and became moderators of a of a White Sox Live Journal community. And we're a pretty, pretty good size one to the point where I've still talked with maybe about four of them mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's been crazy, man. Yeah, just back then, just talking about the team, being a nice, what, 17, 18 year old, thinking I was, you know, more important than I was. And, <laughs> and <laughs> we all do. Having some, having some pull back then. And uh, <laughs> nah, it was, yeah, it was good, fun times. The Aussie era. Uh, seeing that team right before the world series mm-hmm. so we had the live journal community during the world series so we that whole season i mean it's it's one of the things when i think back on that season i think of the the friends i had from live journal yeah. and just the memories we had with that i mean i met janice at uh, rally monday she actually had tickets to game one against boston that she mm. won but had to work the game oh, man. so she gave them to myself and another buddy and we actually oh. went to that game and saw the beat down uh-huh. on the boston red sox that was one of the greatest games i've ever been to mm-hmm. i've been to some good ones but that one just always sticks out man oh and that was a hot day that was a weird day because it was so hot that first game it's it like, was wait, hot and it chicago. was like one o'clock yeah i think it was yeah. a one o'clock game yeah. and Oh, some good stuff, man. Was, I was... I hit the I hit the shower for that game, Dick. I <laughs> oh. said this is too hot, and then it became uh, it was a tradition. I could I kissed the mini statue, and I took a shower, and I kept one going throughout the whole playoff run, not the shower. <laughs> Do it. Oh, I've got. Oh, you want to talk about tradition or some uh, cir- <laughs> uh, uh, sur- superstition with playoffs? So, oh, geez. All right. So I have a story of where were you when? you saw the White Sox win the World Series. So I was working mm-hmm. and it was game four. I'm working back at Carson Peary Scott in Indiana <laughs> in the back room, listening on this little tiny radio that barely. Sure. This is some crucial story, but Dick, I'm missing it. You've gone mute and I don't know what is happening here sorry about that oh there we go you're back sorry about that uh so anyway back to my story carson Peary scott back room listening go home i turn the tv on start getting out of my clothes take start start taking the jeans (laughs) off i'm standing and houston starts rallying for some reason and i'm just standing i go well i can't get i can't get changed so i sit down jeans basically half off and that's how I watch the rest of the game. <laughs> so, because I can't change. I'm like, I'm too superstitious. So they win. I jump up. Jeans fall. My brother runs in the room kind of to look at me. And he just stares at me. And I'm just like, what's up? And then we hug. And then we just start yelling and screaming. It's probably good. Uh, as I believe you've frozen on me again, but it's probably good that there weren't like um, cell phone uh, photos at the time. Uh, that could cause, uh, I suppose, an issue. I'm going to just keep talking to. Yeah. Oh, there you're back no, now. You're good. So, yeah, uh, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that is a funny way to uh, remember the clinch 
of the World Series. Yeah, that uh, that's the story I tell. I, I don't, I don't care. It's too damn funny for me. And so you're changing, you're changing, and there's a rally, and you're just like sort of arbitrarily. That's change. the spot where you. So that's sort of just the arbitrary spot. You said like, okay, I better just freeze, and then and then good things started happening. Just got to do, man. Hey, I'm right. too superstitious. I can't. So ever since then, if I'm watching a game sitting in one spot, I can't move. It's just how it is. Unless now, if bad things are happening, then you can then you can get food and go to the bathroom the, or I mean, whatever. Yeah, superstitions only work when you want them to. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, as long as uh, okay. So Dick, you're born into to some degree. It sounds like your parents started in a different place, but came to the White Sox. Basically, a White Sox family. But again, you know where I'm going with this. We got to talk about the oddball middle brother who's not a Sox fan. What happened? I mean. I obviously there's there's a there's there's an issue there obviously there's some sort of car accident there's something that happened to him <laughs> that made him the way he is i wish i knew i think it might have been that just syndrome of everyone else in the family loves this one team so he's just gonna go against it Those... and i almost feel as though he's i want to say he just dug his like feet in the sand and stuck with it through all these years and he really doesn't like them and but he's just stuck <laughs> he's just stuck with it for so long but no, I just remember, yeah, uh, my my parents, like you said, uh, my parents were Sox fans, but they had their original allegiances. My mom was a Yankee fan, and my mm-hmm. dad was an A's fan. Mm-hmm. Those are always like their their other teams, but they did love the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And my oldest brother loved the Sox. Middle one's a Cub fan, and when I I'm the baby, and I just see Cub or I just see Sox stuff everywhere, so I'm I'm a Sox guy. And I then my there's my middle brother who just. Love, or you know the oldest brother the middle brother of the, the three boys there's three mm-hmm. of us who just loved ryan sandberg andre austin rhino mark grace and i'm just like no mm-hmm. give me give me my little hurt give me my uh mm-hmm. rock, give me my rock reigns mm-hmm. oh man give me my robin i don't want i don't want that rhino the the uh yeah middle that's a that's a middle child thing i think yeah got a middle child think... syndrome <laughs> and he's dug uh, he's dug in he's stuck with it uh all right still in it. I one one christmas i bought both of them uh jerseys i bought my brother an 83 jersey this was back before they started wearing them every sunday mm-hmm. and then i bought him like a throwback cubs jersey and i told him this was the worst thing i've ever spent my money on yeah you're happy <laughs> yeah you had to feel t- yeah that had to be like a triple gift right there because it's like it how hurts. bad are you sitting you're sitting at the register and you're like oh my god what am i doing but i bought them together I, I, I couldn't be seen just buying a solo yeah. jersey so you know it's like yeah together. you just buy one for yourself if you gotta offset the cubby stink that's, exactly that's for sure oh my god and uh now i am dipping into some of what i think we're going to run with this podcast which will be your meet the players which everybody does and we always get some good stories of that and i think that one that's sort of cute is the fact that um apparently it's only recently you sort of recognized that getting those sign balls at the park aren't really sign <laughs> balls at the park uh you know you know maybe it's the it should be the fate of the stamp that might tell you but you know you're like wait hold on my 1992 baseball isn't isn't worth 1500 dollars? what okay so all right i went to it was i believe it was 92 because i'm trying to remember the team that was on there and it was cora kark i think i saw reigns on there and so yeah, my mom got it for me at, at the park. We went with the my little league. Went with my little league. Mm-hmm. My mom got it for me, and 
I, I mean, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I'm like, this ball with the entire team. Mm-hmm. So I just, man, I didn't know. What was I? It was, it was 92. I was born in late 90, late 85. So I was like six years old, mm-hmm. six or seven. And I'm like, I just thought this was the coolest thing in the world. I cherished the hell out of that <laughs> ball. And I had it. I might, I was trying to find it. Uh, <laughs> we, we redid our basement not too long ago. So I had to throw a whole bunch of stuff in storage. I was trying to find it. But, man, I kept on in that bad boy for years. And I think it was like just. I was maybe an adult, and I just started looking at it. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this doesn't I, seem right. I, I, they sold way too many of these. <laughs> Man, there are. No every, wonder they never won a World Series. Our arm, their forearms are so tired, Dick. That's a very good point. And you know what? If I, I, I'm sure if I looked at every single one of the balls, those signatures are in the exact same space. And I'm like, man, these guys are very particular where they want to sign mm. these balls. But yeah. Hey, man, I was young. And by young, I mean probably early 30s. I'm sorry. <laughs> As a as a child who 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 was drawn to those baseballs as well, you know, you maybe go to a souvenir stand and maybe you get you'd be lucky enough to pick something out. I think I had a fair amount of the late seventies uh, baseballs, awesome. maybe getting into the early eighties. And and yeah, I mean, I, I want to say I was maybe younger than early thirties when I sort of figured, hey, this really isn't this doesn't seem quite right. But the names on your ball are certainly more uh, interesting and exotic and My- Hall of Fame than than there any any on mine. That's for sure. My- my favorite, I think, uh, team ball is a 1996 Indiana Harbor Little League Marlins home run ball that I hit that I had my entire team sign, which oh, I, still that's have in, I still have in like a case. And I'm like, that's my front and center piece right there. That's mine. Yeah. Uh, the only one I did was uh, on our uh, wedding day, I had a ball get passed around. For some reason, I decided to choose like a very sort of, I didn't choose like a fresh white baseball. I don't know why I didn't think to like, it's like a brown ball, like we like we Game were use. playing with. Yeah, like before the wedding. Uh, so that wasn't maybe the best choice, but yeah, I think that's about the only, and I have wiffle ball, baseball and a wiffle ball. So that's, that's, awesome. a, that's a fun little thing, you know. What the that heck? is, no, that's actually really awesome. Yeah, you know, tips tips any of you single folks out there single baseball fans you know um okay and now let's okay let's fast forward uh dick we we were off a season without even going to games at all you get to go pretty early this season and i don't know if it was your first game back i think it was but sort of sort of magic that's pretty sweet first game back and yeah so the last game I went to was the very last home game of 2019. Okay. A buddy of mine has season tickets and we made the plan. He said, Hey, listen, next year <laughs> when I go through my, you know, we go through me and my crew, you'll get dibs, mm-hmm. first dibs on, you know, whatever's remaining. They're yours. Sure. So, you know, we're hell yeah, we're in. Pretty our- sweet. <laughs> 2020 happens and well, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, the awesome thing, man, 2021 started coming in and mm-hmm. starting to realize we might have, some, mm-hmm. might have some baseball going on. And sure enough, he hit slid in them DMs and was like, that offer's still there, man. So hell yeah. And I work grave shift. Uh, currently, anyway, I'm actually going to be switching off of that. Thank God. Oh, my. But I only have certain nights I can go to games, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights. And told him Wednesday night for first homestand which happened to be a Carlos Rodon start and my uh my favorite current pitcher on the team is Dallas Keuchel and he, I originally thought he was going to start that game mm-hmm. they pushed him to Thursday mm-hmm. I think or they pushed him or they might have pushed him to Tuesday and I, I go damn it yeah. I think I sent a tweet damn it I really <laughs> wanted to see Dallas pitch on Wednesday 
Well, yeah. As, as uh, twenty twenty one Sox fans, we know what happened on that first uh, that first road on starting uh, at uh, the the rate this year, and I saw a damn no hitter, and I thought, welcome freaking back. Yeah, I saw perfect. Almost. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, it was uh, my second no hitter I saw in person. I saw Burley's against Texas uh, when he walked Sosa and then mm-hmm. picked him off. Picked him off. That, that was a very special one, and that was my favorite game I've ever been to until until I saw rolled on. And it was yeah. I think it was more so a it was more so a welcome back. Mm-hmm. Then I proceeded to go to the very next game on Thursday and saw an L and was like, son of a bitch. All right. Well, yeah, one's going one's gonna to weigh in your memory a little yeah, harder than the sure. other. And Los uh, clearly knew that you were sort of like rooting against his start in wanting to That's see Dallas. Right. So he's like, okay, come on. I got to come through with this guy. Because they're not that many fans. You can imagine that, you know, it could be counting faces, could be counting heads saying, all right, hold on. I'm not getting a good feeling about that. I'm not getting a good vibe about what's out there. Looked up in that five. Let me be the section. man. Yeah, right. Looked up in that five forty section. So you just sort of sitting back, like very yeah, upset that yeah, I saw Carlos yeah. Rodon. Little scowl, sure. He couldn't. He couldn't unbutton the way he usually does. So he's not comfortable either. Very true. You know, That's very true, man. Chest out for Eloy. He's doing it for him, man. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, we were at the same game for Burley no hitter. I did get to see the perfect game as well. So yeah. I do have two uh, under my belt as right. well. And I have a feeling you're going to see one sooner than me. I'm a little further away. It's a little harder for me to get to games, Dick. So I think you are going to push ahead of me. If there is to be a push ahead, I mean, we're talking about things that should be rare. I guess this year, no hitters are not rare, but not this year. I don't know what in the world is going on. Yeah. And we should have one more, the stupid uh, seven inning double headers. But... No kidding. And yeah, they, they, you know, they count, right? So, okay. Yeah. Um, the stats counts, just not uh, no hitters. Let's talk a little bit briefly, at least, because I am out of my element when I talk about it, but you also are a veteran podcaster and that you uh, were, at least until relatively recently, doing some wrestling podcasts. Tell me how you sort of get into that and and, and how that went. Uh, So when I was younger, I was huge in uh, wrestling. I've got uh, behind me, there is a detolf uh, glass case. The top of it is filled with nothing but Bret Hart figures. And Bret Hart is my favorite of all time. So when I was younger, I mean, I grew up with the Hulkamania, Ultimate Warrior, sure. uh, early Heart Foundations. And just as a kid, I mean, we're just seeing larger-than-life heroes, like, you know, beat each other up. And what you <laughs> sure. do. don't try this at home. Okay, whatever. Right. Uh, I got so a couch. Just, yeah, pretty. And then I had two older brothers who wanted to practice wrestling moves on me. So that was that was fun as well. So, I mean, I saw that. I saw the Attitude Era of Austin and I saw the NWO and like a lot of kids and um, basically, you know, young men, you kind of grow out of it. And that's what I did. I grew, I started realizing, I'm like, all right, this is dumb. I'm, I'm, I'm done watching this. Right. Uh, got back into it. Uh, my brother-in-law, he told me about this one guy, this was in 2012. And he's, he's just said, Hey, there's one guy named CM Punk. You'll love him. So turn it on and this guy basically is like the new stone cold steve austin with his promos <laughs> and you know the way he talks and just drew me back in so i'm 20 so i was out of it from about 2001 to 2012 nothing got back into it and fairly recently in uh 2020 again the stupid right. world right. boredom the only right. thing that kept going on wrestling continued every single week mm-hmm. and buddy of mine just reached out on twitter hey man you want to do something we never talked before only on twitter just replies <laughs> 
DM me. I want to do. I want to do a podcast, and it was the first thing I ever did, like uh, audio, you know, mm-hmm. recording. Never did anything at all. So yeah, did that. Did that for about like half a year, and then we both just kind of like you know, life started happening, and right. I did. I host. I, I mainly was like his co-host. He ran everything. He was able to set the stuff up, and I just kind of was like, all right, man, let me just, let me just drink some beer, sign up. <laughs> sure. <questions." laughs> uh, the last couple of ones we did, I kind of took the reins over and. Oh, that was some stressful stuff. So, you know, power <laughs> to you for being able to handle this stuff, man. Because I was like, this is, I think, um, I remember uh, the first time I had to do it myself, I think I was, uh, you know, fellow uh, Southside uh, South Soxer uh, Keelan. I was just like messaging her. I'm like, I'm stressing so much. I don't know what I'm doing. But, yeah, so it was, uh, that was fun. But, no, wrestling to me is, uh, I love more so, you know, people can, ask me how do you like something you know it, it's fake how do you right. like fake you know right. men in underwear you know wrestling on each sure. other and i'm like i love the the stories mm. it's a story it's storylines it i like seeing where they're going to go next i like trying to figure out where they're going to go next i like the intricacies of it the athleticism and the personalities mm. and i like to what i do on twitter a lot is basically try to compare White Sox players with wrestlers and <laughs> just to kind of see who is like who like like Tim, Tim Anderson to me is 100% Stone Cold Steve Austin he's the person that ruffled the feathers of authority mm-hmm. he's the no nonsense I'm gonna say what I want and there's nothing right. you can do kick ass and just you know open up open up a can of whoop ass on mm-hmm. other on other mm-hmm. pitchers and just bat flip yep. basically the Stone Cold beer beer can chugs and and then Jerry is evil, Mister McMahon. <laughs> you know, it's it's it writes itself. I love it so. I, that's what I like doing on Twitter. That's like my gimmick, I guess you could say. Gimmick in wrestling terms is you know what you're known for. This is your personality, mm-hmm. and that that's basically what it is. I'm the wrestling guy on there. So a lot of times people will randomly tag me and stuff, and it's wrestling right. related. And hey, I'm all for it. Is there a connection and, and no no desire to offend either camp? Is there a connection, though, from what you're telling me? Is, uh, obviously, in our lifetimes, we've seen a real resurgence in, like, superhero movies. And yeah. Star Wars is, like, reborn in that. Now, again, I'm, I'm way out of both of these camps. Is there a connection at all to that type of interest? Or is that really like, okay, hold on, this is sort of my thing? And obviously I'm painting with a very broad brush here and saying like superhero movies and wrestling, but is there, is there some logical connection there? You, I would say yes, in terms of, it was like I said, with Hulkamania and the ultimate warrior and you're a kid and you're seeing to you, they're real life superheroes. Mm-hmm. You're seeing these guys come in with yeah. in costumes in face paint mm-hmm. in just rushing down, beating up the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And with wrestling, it's on TV, live. There's a crowd there. Yeah. They're coming to your hometown to, you know, to, to fight the evil. And so, yeah, it, it, to kids, they are. You, they look at wrestlers like John Cena. There you go, right there, 100%. P- kids mm-hmm. look at that man like a superhero. So I can see that as a connection. And I think more so now the superhero genre in terms of like the movies and all that, like Marvel and DC, that's way more popular. Wrestling mm-hmm. has kind of started mm-hmm. going a little downhill in terms mm-hmm. of popularity, at least with the viewers. But I almost look at that in terms of the oversaturation of the market where there is so much more yeah. ways to get your wrestling now. Yeah. And 
there's just so much you can literally watch wrestling every single day and mm -hmm. which is why i'm like you know what it's baseball it's baseball time right now it's baseball <laughs> I, I got i got fantasy baseball to worry about <laughs> no fucking watch this every single day the uh I was I was I was into it uh, predating you, of course. I think probably about the last I paid attention to was I don't know which WrestleMania it was. Maybe it was the first one. I don't know. It was the one where Fridge Perry was in a WrestleMania, and I want to say maybe Steve McMichael was in a WrestleMania. And I just remember thinking this is very strange. There's like 30 guys in a ring, and like randomly some guy. It's like it was it was like a, it was like a, a demolition derby to me. That was WrestleMania. It's a low number, I think. Uh, it's gonna kill me if I say two and it isn't, but it was a it was a wrestler and football player battle royal. Okay, and that's, why the, <laughs> that that's why the fridge was in it. So yes, that was that is exactly it. Fridge was in it, and I do remember a couple others. I, I don't even know. You might have saw WrestleMania 11 when Lawrence Taylor was in it too. He was wrestling uh Bam Bam Bigelow in the main event. <laughs> I can learn some things. It was a bad WrestleMania. Yeah, well. All right. Yeah, I think uh, at that point, uh, yeah, anything, uh, cl clearly I was, I had bears, I had enough bears fever to be like, okay, I'll even want some wrestling with some bears and, you know, all right. So that's, that's what I did. Uh, Dick, we are going to take a break. We've sort of got the, uh, the Dick Rilio bio um, somewhat out of the way. I'm sure in future podcasts, a lot of other things will come out, but, you know, we want to sort of tackle who is this guy? What makes him tick? we found that out we're going to take a real short break if you're watching the video uh pretend dick froze again and just close your eyes and we'll be right back because there's no commercial on the video oh look at this i like it uh and um i don't know what we're going to be selling you on sb nation but we are going to be selling you something so at least consider buying it i don't really care but you can consider maybe it's something good i've heard a few commercials and they're weird they're like weird like natural like <laughs> vegan hair dye and then i think there probably there's got to be some weird like betting fantasy sports thing or whatever um i could but, use vegan beard dye if they got that let um, in. all right it's looking, it's looking pretty full. It's looking pretty dark. The You're fooling me. On this side, all right. All right. Four, all right. Connection. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. We'll be back in just a second with Southside Sox Mothership Podcast number podcast number 45. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hey, White Sox fans, we are back. I'm with Dick Rilio. We are talking a, a very a newer, new member of Southside Sox. Uh, you'll be seeing more of him. You will be reading alongside this podcast. You'll be reading his Meet the Players, which is his bio and intro. We've sort of covered a little bit of that. We covered it live. You can hear it and read it. Uh, now we're going to talk 
2021 White Sox. We've got a little taste of that in the first half because Dick was lucky enough to witness, witness history. Carlos Rodon, the redemption of Carlos Rodon. He's Man. been pretty much nails all season. Pretty much every start's been good. Uh, and he certainly saw the best of that, a near-perfect game. Uh, I'm sure from your vantage point, you're like, no, that ball did not hit his foot. Come on. Uh, and what was the reaction? Well, uh, clearly, I guess well, it, it got out that it was a hit batsman, but, you know. At the time, we had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, we're up in the, uh, the 540 section, so more so on the third baseline. And we just see something happen and the, the player walk. Yeah. He starts walking to first base, and Carlos, at the time, walks towards him. Yeah, he was jawing him a little bit. Yeah. And so at the time, it's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So I text my buddy who's watching. I go, what the hell just happened? Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I just, he was joking with him. He hit him in the foot, I guess, and just, they're yeah. joking. I'm like, oh, my, what kind of bull? So then, you yeah. know, I don't watch the game until a couple days later because it was like, let me just enjoy, you know, the experience. Right. And, you know, I'm hearing the Bonetti call, but I'm like, no, I, I'm just enjoying mm-hmm. it until I see the replay of the hit. And, you know, then we get the, you know, you could have Right. Right. And, you know, it, 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 it's like uh, your audio has gone out. So I'm going to just talk a little bit while you are going to tell us the tragedy of that uh, lost perfect game. But uh, to me, it, it, I liken it to uh, the A.J. Pruszynski, um ALCS because I, I was at that game and we're looking at each other like what he just ran to first base. What ha- he didn't fall down. Right. I mean, if, if Perez had been like if he got if he uh, you know, if he hit the deck. Be like, oh, okay, well, all right, something happened. But the fact he's just like, just walks, and Carlos is giving him some noise, like, huh? Yeah. yeah at the time, like I said, we just saw him walking towards that baseline, and like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> something but, got spoiled. Yeah, and I, I, it was so funny is I, I didn't realize it was a no hitter until maybe the sixth, mm. sixth or seventh inning, and I just look up at the scoreboard and just see the zero. Yeah, zero. Like, like oh no (laughs) this could happen and yeah the same thing like i said i saw burley's uh no hitter against texas and it was about the same thing it might have been the sixth sixth inning and you kind of realize it Mm. and yeah it's just something some feeling over the over the ballpark you could tell just that that electricity and it being the first homestand where it Mm. wasn't a lot of people so it's a different type of like yeah it's a great feeling yeah, that's a that's a good. Uh, even though I'm sure they sell uh, the souvenir tickets, they're a good ticket to have, or a good. Uh, I don't know, was it now a screenshot to have or something? Yeah, good, good point. They sold souvenir tickets, and I'm like, but I was there. Why do I exactly? Come on, I got like a picture or something. I'm I'm legit. That's my ticket stuff. Now, a ticket stuff has to be your like phone picture. Yeah. <sighs> Getting older sucks, Dick. Sucks. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk the team because the team is riding high. Uh, it really seems like the AL Central wants to give the division to the White Sox. Uh, no team but the White Sox has even a positive run differential, which would project those teams to be in no other team in the Central to finish 500. So this division, in theory, should be a cakewalk. Dick, is it going to be? It's like you said, they're trying to give it to the Sox. <laughs> <laughs> and it just seems like every time, what is it? every time they, they should pull off, hit why can't you hit <laughs> yeah and it seems like every time there's a big uh a big time to open up a open up a ball game and why is why is the wary there i don't i don't know yeah but 
I'm hoping they do. They've got the staff, and Giolito's turning it around finally. You know, a lot of people saying Giolito's done, Giolito's done. He had yeah. one horrible <laughs> inning is what exactly. he had. Yeah. And those numbers have been skewed, and they're getting mm. – he's writing the ship. Yeah. Dallas, uh, I, I don't know if last season was the, you know, the fluke, I guess you could say, but – Earlier today, you know, we were recording this during a game, and he was looking pretty good out there today. And against the Tigers, who you need to look good against, mm-hmm. and that's always a good thing. You could beat, you could beat the shit teams. I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Cease looking way better than anything mm-hmm. I imagine. I mean, people wanted him gone over Dane Dunning, which mm-hmm. I'm one of them. I love Dane and. Dane to me was like my new Brandon McCarthy where I was like, do not take him away from me. <laughs> and then they send him to where they sent Brandon McCarthy. Yeah, right. But and you got Rodon just I mean, this pitching staff is amazing. Mm-hmm. And you've got for the the lineup in what we thought was zero depth. <laughs> yeah. You've got so many people stepping up. And freaking Jake Lamb hitting home runs all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. What is going on, Jake Lamb? I do mm-hmm. not understand it. But I'm hoping they run away with this division. I'm hoping just that summertime they get really hot and just put the hurting down. But unfortunately you got Cleveland just sticking right near them like always. And that's the, that's the scary thing. I don't think they play them again until when late end of the season. Are they done with them? Uh, They, I mean, they've piled up the games. uh, So they got to be close. I don't think there's one series, but they, I know they end the series against them in what is, I believe it's four games. So yeah, it's like four or five game series. So yeah, it's it's yeah, you'd like to have everything wrapped up. Uh, instead of the way they did it last year, where they clinched and then they sort of like went, well, I guess I don't know. We clinched, and that was we a clinched. It was a horrifying way. Yeah, that that final three series against Cincy and and everyone else. Oh. Not, because the clinching didn't really, I mean, again, it, it counts. They were in the playoffs. We got to see some playoff baseball. But the clinching didn't mean anything. There were like eight, what is it, eight teams? There was a ton of teams. It was like half the playoffs. teams in the league. So it's like clinching is great, and you want to do it, but it's not done. And, yeah, as we saw, they went from pretty much, I think at that point, they were they were the first or second in the AL to mm-hmm. pretty much barely holding on. Uh, yeah, they can't afford. I mean, if they clinch this year, it's going to be a little more legit because you're one of five then. So okay, but um, the 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 rotation you refer to uh, uh, lights out for sure. And when and when Dallas Keuchel is maybe your weakest starter uh, at this stage, that's not bad because he's a guy you know is going to find a way uh, to gut through starts. You know, he's a smart oh, pitcher. Sure. He's a vet. Um, does it scare you that basically they do have five starters, and then? Dick, I'm trying to come up with other starters. They don't have any other starters. And that could become an issue because we've already dealt with a little bit injury stuff. We're just a third yeah. of the way through the season. It's it's a little terrifying to know it's that there's terrifying. nothing behind the door. Yeah, it's terrifying seeing anybody, even even that Billy Hamilton slide into, into home where he busted his face. I got yeah. scared. I'm like, no, not again. Not, not you now. <laughs> another outfielder. <laughs> yeah, we really need another outfielder down. And... It is. It is a little scary. I mean, but like you said, when Dallas, as your who was supposed to be your number two, mm-hmm. is your weakest link, and Lance Lynn, who was the number three, comes in to yeah. basically be your workhorse. Yeah, that's the staff, man. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. I mean, you got Kopech should be coming back soon, and 
they're not going to give him entire, you know, here, here throw yeah. nine innings. They're not doing that. You yeah. might combine him with somebody, but like a him and crochet one, two punch. It, yeah. I mean, we funny. don't know. We don't know what their innings limit is, but we know they have one and they know sh- they should have one. Certainly crochet and, and really even Kopech got to have one. And they've, they've worked Kopech uh, pretty well. I mean, he's getting this, he's getting this break now. He's going to get this probably two week yeah. break. Um, and he's not, you know, he doesn't have a starter, you know, load at all. But I mean, if he's, what, if he's a hundred, if he's a hundred, I mean, 150 innings is not really an innings limit. So you can't really think you're going to do anything more than spot start with those guys and certainly with Kopech. Yeah. So this is really going to be a challenge for uh, Rick Hahn, I think. Rick He's Hahn, going to have to. He can't punt it like he did last year. He sort of teased everybody with they had a big team meeting. And like 15 guys were there, and, and Ricky was there. And everybody, you know, they, they threw names out, and they said, yeah, I think this clubhouse can handle them. Well, they didn't add anybody. They added Gerard Dyson, so okay. This is really going to be a test for Rick Hahn, I think, because he's never been in this position before, having to add. And let's face it, he does have to add. No matter, they could be, what, 15 games up at the trading deadline and he still probably needs to add something because there's nothing after five dick and and we and and there and you know there is going to be an issue now in the playoffs you don't need necessarily go five deep in rotation of course but you're going to need arms for any sort of playoff run and this year they're going to have to be ready to make that playoff run i'm afraid that they're going to be a little gun shy of who they're going to get rid of though and that's the thing just I'm afraid of them looking and somebody thinking the price is too high and win now. If you don't yeah. extend Lance Flynn, what was the point? Yeah. What was the point of getting rid of Dunning? Um, extend them or bring people in and let's do this this year, man. To, to quote Ozzy in the World Series DVD, win this thing. Win this, <laughs> this year, man. And, and it's- it's yeah, true. It, it's tough. It, it, it's true. And I just, the whole prospects, and it's the fan base too. You look at it. They don't want to get rid of prospects because they don't want to see another Fernando Tatis just killing elsewhere. And I, to me, I, I don't care what it, if it's in, it's, that's a couple years down the line. Give me this win now. Give me this win now. Next year, this, mm-hmm. I, I've, I shouldn't think like this, but I've been saying it. We got rid of sale. We got rid of at the time Eaton. They each mm-hmm. won World Series, yeah. which means this fucking team better give me two yeah. World Series. <laughs> they owe you. Huh? I like they your math. Me, they owe me two <laughs> World Series, one for sale and one for Eaton. And I like your math. Let's win it with Yo Yo. Let's win it with uh, Giolito because that's what we got from. So, yeah the um, the idea and you know and Ken Williams has caught a lot of hell in his career for being a guy who who bankrupts the system and so forth. But you know what? I don't know who any of those, and now granted who he brought in, you know, Kenny always gets his man and he, he gets guys in when they're 38 yeah. or whatever. Okay. You know, we got to see Ken Griffey, throw, you know, have that great throw in the blackout game. And that's about it. That's a, all he ever did in his white sex career. Uh, but you know, you, you've got to get there. What, you know, these guys, you know, Blake Rutherford. Yeah. He could be an all-star one day, but He's also right now just a triple A left fielder. And now you got to make sure the guys you're putting together in packages are, are, are for, for worthwhile players, but you're not going to have those talks unless we're talking about guys who are legit, who are going to be able to come in and let's face it, Lance Lynn 
and Carlos Rodon, those guys are not guaranteed by a long stretch to be coming back to the White Sox. In fact, oh, it would sure. seem like likely both are gone. So you might not have to, you might have to make, you might have to make your next Lance Lynn deal at the deadline here to get maybe another year of a starter. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, we're not throwing names out there. We don't know who's even out there to talk about, but you might need to be restocking even sort of this year because the chances are Lance Lynn is going to want to get really paid. And with the way he's pitching, he's going to get really paid. And the White Sox aren't going to be the ones paying him unless he decides, hey, I want a World Series discount, which is sort of like the Paul Canerco thing. Uh, Carlos Rodon, I, okay. I know this is the only organization he's known, but he's going to want to get paid too. And I'm not sure the White Sox are going to be the ones to pay him. And this is, this is depressing stuff to talk about, but this is the challenge for Rick Hahn. He may have to be thinking, you know, not just to supplement this year, but you know, if he can be thinking a, a a year or two down the road too, using some of that young player capital, capital, I, I, you know, do it. I'm with you, Dick. You got it. This is the window of contention. This is it. Well, we worried about a guy, you know, who might be up in, in 2028 or 2026. You know, and come on. We've got those two that are going to be here next year that aren't even playing this year with 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 Pantera and Eloy. Mm-hmm. They'll be here next year. Mm-hmm. So if we can win this year and have those people yeah. stay with the team next year. Yeah. Those would be nice free agents to come in next year. For sure. There you go. <laughs> but I already know who we're, uh, mark my words. Now we could jot this down. I know okay. who we're going to get at the deadline. Okay. It's going to be, we, we need that outfielder. It's time for the no Marmazar redemption tour. So <laughs> he's got to, he's, He's got to take the lead in his uh, battle with Nick Magical, who's who gets more White Sox home runs. Well, Billy, um, Billy overtook it, so now he needs to that, take it back. That will not cost a lot. That's the good news in that in that trade deadline deal. That will it not cost not. a lot. It, it better not. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Man. Whew. Oof. I apologize for putting that out there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it can't be worse. It can't be worse. I mean, the poor guy had had a strep throat, never could really get his swing grooving. He's already, I believe, hit more homers for the Tigers than hit with the White Sox. It might just be two to one, but. uh, Bring bring him home. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, bring Nomar home. Um, uh, But generally speaking, given that this lineup has sort of got has had some potholes um, because of injury uh, had some got potholes by design, apparently, because they signed, I believe they willingly signed Adam Eaton. There was nobody put a gun to anybody's head and said, you better take Adam Eaton and make him your starting right fielder. Um, Continuously yeah. So given, so given some of the limitations, the fact that this team has this kind of run differential, let's face it, all praise to the pitching side because that's really what's responsible. It isn't really the defense, which I would think is about average at best. It's not really the offense, which has, I'm sure, been better than average. Uh, it really is the pitching suppressing runs. But the fact that they put it together the way they have, you can say it's just a benefit from a weak AL Central, but they're beating other teams as well, and they're going to beat other teams as well. This is a solid team that's it's wounded, and it's a solid team in position to really close this thing out aggressively. And do you, do you see them able to, 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 to do that? I hope so. I, I do. And I'm afraid of it being a case of just everything clicking right now. And, you know, like everyone, yeah. it's a lot of people just jumping in to help. You got the Billy Hamilton out of nowhere games, but let's be honest, the Billy Hamilton going to stay like this forever. Right. You start him every day. <laughs> he's not going to be like this. I mean, he's a great spot. The law of averages says. There you go. Like, <laughs> And 
the same thing. You, you got to wait whenever Angle gets back with, from that phantom right. half year injury he had. Right. I don't know what in the hell's going on. And right. he gets back. It's just, it's it's back to what we're saying. Where if one person goes down again, you know, Eloy went down. Oh yeah. shit, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Then 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 Luis goes down. It's like oh yeah. no, and he's got people stepping in helping. Yeah. I'm hoping that they can just keep going with how they're going. And they are such a fun team to watch mm-hmm. to see this team win and to win way more than, um, yeah. give me, <laughs> it was fun to watch that playoffs last year. Like we said, it was great, great mm-hmm. to see it, but that loss was so, so hurting yeah. that Dallas loss. And then that game yeah. three was just the most deflating thing I've seen in a while. Yeah. So I can see them do it though. I I've got faith in this team. Not so much in in Tony. I yeah. got faith in the players though. Yeah. The the good thing is even though there there are a couple core guys sidelined and might not be back this year, and if they are, who, who knows what you can count on from them? It's but September you, and you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, and but you've got a core on the pitching side. You've got a core in the you've got core pieces in the bullpen, and you've got core offensive players. Even though as you're saying, you can't rely on the Billy Hamilton. Well, hopefully you don't have to. Hopefully you can you can. Uh, whether uh, zero or even negative war performances by some of those guys, because you've got uh, Jose to count on, Yoan, who's who looks like he's having a, a, a certainly an all-star, if not MVP consideration year. Yasmani Grandal, a guy who's even though he's not hitting and not swinging, getting on base and and playing catcher, I guess you could say he's playing catcher. Uh, Tim Anderson, Nick Madrigal is a rookie. You know, he's, uh, he catches a lot of criticism, but uh, for a rookie season, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. He showed he's there, you know, he shows up like Yasmani right now. He's, he's there. And that's something because who's next on the depth chart. If it's going to, if, if he's not. Um, so the fact that you've got, you want to say enough core pieces, you hope that can weather enough to win this division you'd think is sort of a no brainer and the way they're winning it right now, listen, you can't argue with the fact that, you know, this run differential there, they've been a, a, a dominant t- team. They've got a dominant record. They got, I believe the second best in the American league right now. They're, so they're probably top five in, in the majors. And that's with this sort of like back and forth, you know, as you're pointing out, you know, they find a way to lose a game. They're, they seem to lose a few winnable games. Tony, not helping, you know, that I think rough run differential indicates they should be, they should have three more wins than they do. So, uh, you know, again, that could be luck. That could be, that could be user error from the manager, but, um, you know, I don't think we're going to get any real benefits from this year. Hopefully it doesn't hurt us too much, but you, yeah. you just think at this point, all right, the, the, the car's operating well, it's cruising. We got cruise control going, you know, can we, can we, you know, cruise control and then punch when we need to. And, and who knows a couple acquisitions, but help there and that i mean rick Hahn is going to be under the he's going to be under the gun because they're going to need to bring something again it could yes. be offense it could be rotation it could be just bolstering something but i don't know if you can count on getting Luis back and him just hitting the ground running Eloy back who wears him will play hitting the ground running uh those are great additions but you don't know what you're going to get this year so hopefully there's going to be something else that he's able to add that gives us confidence that after a dominant Lucas Giolito win in game one of the playoffs this year, the game two and game three aren't going to go the way they went last year, because that was sort of like, well, we, we, we got some, we can say we have a playoff win, go crazy if you want, but mm, all right, here, yeah, here's what's, uh, we were, we were guaranteed socks over at least with that first win. <laughs> That's it. true. It, yeah. 
Han, I feel as though, has to do something. Last year, he got a lot of flack for just not doing a thing. Mm-hmm. And especially if they're staying in first or, you know, back and forth with Cleveland, they need to do something. Whatever that is, just I don't care who you give up in the <laughs> minor league system. People yeah. are I, – I, I'm not a minor league guy at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I will not – go through the stats and, and look through it, especially right. last year, which is such a weird, I mean, yeah. 2020 to me is just, I almost feel like you should throw them stats out. One, <laughs> especially the minors, they had minor league. They didn't, they didn't have a minor league. Right. Or, you know, they had alternate, alternate sites. Right. And I always look at the 2020 stats. People just read them to fit whatever narrative they want. If someone struggled, well, you know, it's a 2020 mm-hmm. it was a shortened season. If mm-hmm. someone did great, but look at, he hit Three yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So we take your pick. So yeah. it's almost like, and right now we're already past that sixty game. But you know, we're basically yeah. where last season was. So now, right. which is crazy to think about it. Well, we only had that that yeah. little baseball last yeah. year. <laughs> and I and I'll, and I'll forgive uh, Han for punching what he did because if if he was going to have to compromise something for this weird season, okay, I, hey, listen, the ring is still a ring, and if they had won, you know, great, and I guess he'd be a hero, and there'd be a parade, and we'd still go through those, but they would still be going through the motions because that's the yeah. weirdest year ever. Not to take anything away from the Dodgers or the Rays who no. made the World Series, but if you Not were going to take anything away from uh, Abreu, won the MP- MVP, yeah, hundred percent deserved. Mm-hmm. And but, and yeah, I mean, everyone played the same amount of games, so yeah, they do. It was a season, but it's weird. <laughs> yeah, and to get, and to have given up a lot, and to have like to made like traded Andrew Vaughn for something just to make this push in this strange year, you know, unless you really were getting a core piece for years to come, uh, I'll you know I'll it's not promising. I'm not encouraged by the fact that maybe nothing at all happened, but you know, I'll let them say, okay, listen, we passed cause we knew the dangers of this sort of fool's gold of a, of a, of a uh, 60 game season. Yeah. But uh, this year, yeah, it's different. And this year the windows open this is a real season. This is the, this is the start for this team. It is for real now. And yeah, we're going to have to, we're gonna have to see something. Uh, uh, a trade really will need to happen because unfortunately, listen, guys have gotten banged up. Maybe it's normal. Maybe it's not, yeah. but uh, this can't be the roster he takes in to October thinking yeah. there's going to be a different result in even the first round of the playoffs, uh, much less later on in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure he knows that. And I'm sure he recognizes the difference between the sort of weird uh, fantasy season of 2020 and what we have this year, which is, this is real baseball, and there's going to be there's going to be full houses for the playoffs. So going to be yeah. I mean, we're going to get full houses uh, pretty soon. They approved yeah. 100%. So it's real. So you have a chance. What you're saying is you have a chance to see more no, no hitters this year, Dick. Oh, for sure. I try. <laughs> I'm, I think I've gone to five games so far this year. I'm trying to get over ten. So I want to try. I, I try to do one a homestand is what I'm trying to do. And and we'll see. Listen, really, oh, come on. Uh, up the ante. No hitter ain't going to do it anymore. Get the perfect game. Go get the perfect game. Let me go see a, let me see a clincher. Let me see a division clincher. All right. Let me see a pennant. All right. You seem to have tickets fall to you, too, come playoff time. So that's pretty sweet, too. Don't count on that, but it's nice to know that if there's an extra, you, it might fall into your hands. Uh, we are winding up here now. I'm losing your audio again. Oh, so, good. oh, but you're back. I'm you're my, back. I'm saying my cat's hanging out around. Oh, right now, so, okay. Yeah. 
more right. more cats for the uh <laughs> the south side Sox. it has been a near 100 percent uh pet cameo in yeah. most of these podcasts and, and this even predates when we were doing them on video and zoom as well <laughs> so uh you are just a part of a long-standing tradition dick so appreciate the um the the cat drive-by logan's hanging out on the floor right now hey logan all right uh one day we'll make an appearance um but (laughs) thank stay down there (laughs) thank you for the time and uh this was an enjoyable introduction uh uh, and uh being able to catch up on the 2021 team and knowing that you're going to be out there and chances are let's face it if you're out there even in the 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 500s you're i gotta say Good luck charm. Not the only one because there are other people at those games, but good luck charm. So, you know, trying, trying. I'm, so. Uh, not, not so much. I think I'm three and two. So I'm about, I'm right there. I'm even, but, but, but one of those winning record, one of those three is were pretty good. And really That's three and two good. is going to get you a division. Let's face it. So just stick at least with three and two. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely be visiting with you again, uh, as the season goes on, maybe it'll be more of a, a multiple podcast. Maybe it'll be a post game when something phenomenal happens. We did have, we had our spontaneous post game podcast when the no hitter happened as you yes. were crying your tears of joy and saying, Hey, wait, do I have a ticket? Did I drop my ticket? Oh no, I don't get she tickets don't anymore. So, uh, but we'll definitely uh, check in again, but thanks for uh, sort of uh, making the debut here on number 45. And uh, the Carlos Lee number. There you go. Carlos Lee. So I'm hit a grand slam against the uh, Crosstown uh, Cubs. So always have a, always have a special place in my heart for that (laughs) because uh, I came to not start out well and it was a walk-off grand slam. So don't get many of those. Uh, so, Dick, thank you for hopping on with us. This no, is uh, Dick uh, Rilio, uh Saves Tuesday on Twitter. Of course, you probably already know him from there more than you know him from our site, but we'll we'll amend that as well soon. But uh, enjoy his Meet the Players article uh, running along with this podcast. And again, thanks everybody for reading, listening. Some of you even watching, appreciate it. And Dick, thanks for hopping on. Uh, we'll do it again real soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.